Hey everybody, welcome to the Voxology Podcast. Just uh, Tim and I today, sorry, no Seth. I know they're collective wails uh, and groans and um, yeah, it's just, uh, he's a school. I mean, what can I say? It's like he has to do it. You said collected whales. You said collected whales and I, my brain heard whales like W-H-A-L-E-S. Like yeah. That there was like a, you know, like they'll move in a school together and I was like, where do you... <laughs> That's yep, that's where you were going. Yeah, yep. No, I was being more morning off the coast of the. Yes, yes. No, I was thinking more like just disappointment. Yeah, shouts of disappointment. You know, just very hurried clicks to turn it off, turn the thing off. <laughs> so that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. But anyway, Maybe you should just lead with like he might show up. Let's see what happens. Yes, and then yes, just keep you ne- those. You never know. You never know, but right. um, Seth is he now has walked home from school before. <laughs> I know, good lord, yes, he might show up any moment. We never know. He's kind of like Jesus, you know. He's like a a thief in the night, if you will. So Seth Theory, yeah, who freaking who freaking knows what Seth Theory's up to today? I'd love to put a GoPro on that boy and just watch. You know, little that chest, actually be, yeah. little chest GoPro that would be entertaining. It would be totally entertaining. Um, so, a day in the life. A day in the life. Absolutely. Anyway, hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. And if you're still with us after the No Seth intro, thank you, Hardy Few, for sticking with us. Um, I want to thank Kevin and Alyssa for joining the Patreon team. Um, as we say always, we are a crowdfunded 501 uh, C3 nonprofit, and they're so grateful for a community that supports our work. You can find out more on Voxology Podcast, where there are two giving platforms, Tithely and Patreon, available. And so we're grateful also. If you'd like, rate, review, all of those things are super helpful to deal with our algorithmic overlords and keep them happy um, that we're actually doing something worthwhile. All that is to say, Tim, speaking of worthwhile, Tim sent me a New York Times article, and that's, that's I mean, that's the highbrow stuff he reads. I send him People Weekly articles, or is that, is People I'm Weekly, is that, is it, is it Weekly and People, or is it People Weekly? Is it, is it one or two? I'm not sure. Anyway, that sort of gets in the way of the, the validity <laughs> of the story I was trying to tell. Um, but Tim sent a, a New York Times article, and you want to set this up a little bit, Timothy, because, like, Tim's troubled times that that has been a section of our show for a while and we haven't done it in a little bit so if you're newer to the show Tim's troubled times is where our deeply cynical and doom scrolling friend Tim Stafford would just you know say this is why I'm despairing today but even that (laughs) moniker Tim's troubled times isn't strong enough isn't strong enough for the article that you stumbled across today so this is this is a um, Stafford sickening section. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I mean, uh, we this hasn't been a segment because I've been trying really hard not to be cynical and angry. Well, you gave into it this week, bro. That's not. Well, I think it's just where I am, who I am. So I'm openly embracing okay. Tim's troubled times again. Okay, fair but enough. This was an article on, uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to go off the top of my head. Oh, Victor Orban in Hungary, right? The yep. prime minister in Hungary. How and the American right fell in love with Hungary. 
the country, right. not the state of being. <laughs> Correct. Although they are hungry for power. Ooh. Zing. Yeah. Um, what was concerning, it's a very long article. What's concerning about it is what he's doing there and why that's appealing to conservatives and thereby appealing to um, a lot of Christians. And so there's a question that I want to ask, but it's going to be a long form to, for me to get to the question. So bear with me. First of all, just that's not surprising to anybody. I know. Everybody's used to it now, I think. But there's there's a few things in the news this week that all are ingredients to the same rancid yeah. pie. Wow, and I don't even know where this is going, so I'm very excited. I have the article <laughs> and I have the I have the one quote you mentioned pulled up. I don't yeah, we'll see. So the Orban thing, you know, Tucker Carlson went out there and Orban is the ruler the ruler of He's Hungary. a prime minister in Hungary. And he's you know, famously has closed borders, allows no immigrants in, um, has kind of seized control of the media and has been in power for at least, I think, 2010 was when he was elected. So, and he had modified laws to make sure that he can stay. And um, there's a there's an underlying theme or idea about, uh, and part of the conversation is like, look, uh, the liberals have been taking over the media, and they're forcing out conservative thought here. And there's a lot of um, conservative underpinning to to try to take hold of government because then you can kind of force law that makes people that like supports family and um, you know the traditional moral ethic, right? Yeah. And they're seeing this done in some other more conservative leaning countries, and so conservatives here are like oh you know we're losing the battle in the social arena perhaps this is the best the best way forward to uh to make sure that america doesn't go down the drain the the liberal drain or whatever so that's a, i mean it's a very long article where he talks with diff, about different mm-hmm. and talks to different um conservative thinkers american conservative thinkers about this and you know from tucker carlson to jd vance to um roger Iyer. Yeah. So some interesting stuff. Yeah. And then this week, and this is why, so this is the thing. Like we talk a lot about like not getting in yelling matches, not fighting big fights, focusing on community and that kind of stuff. And so my question is going to be sitting in there. Yeah. Um, This week was uh, what came through. So there was the teacher, the librarian in Idaho who is stepping down because of... um, like the book banning thing that's going on where there are a lot of Christian uh, and conservative people and, and um, school boards and whatnot are banning books and that they don't want kids to read that deal with gender issues or that deal with race. And, uh, you know, I, most of my friends are in education, so I'm, I'm not just reading this. I'm also hearing it from everybody around me uh, getting yelled at by parents about different things in classrooms and, and getting riled up over things that aren't even true. Like the la- the lady in Idaho that's stepping down that caught national attention. She was like, these are 400 books and most of them aren't even on our shelves. But her quote was nothing in my background could have prepared me for the political atmosphere of extremism, militant Christian fundamentalism, intimidation tactics, and threatening behavior currently being employed in the community. So those are alarming words associated like yeah. connected to Christians. Um, so in, in this year alone, book banning has been very much on the rise, dealing yeah. with gender and race, like I said. 
And then, so all the teacher friends I have are terrified right now. They're walking on eggshells. They're very nervous about what they can say. They're trying to have, they're spending nights lesson planning, trying to find ways to have conversations with kids without being in danger of being fired. And they're not even trying to talk about anything mm. incendiary or anything. It's mm. just like, you know, just talking to kids about education. Uh, the other thing was, I'm sure you saw this too, was DeSantis um, kind of bastardizing scripture to kind of rile up folks. His, he, he said, you got to be ready for battle. Put on So put on the full armor of God. Take a stand against the left <coughs> schemes. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. You will face mm. fire from flaming arrow, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So he kind of perverts scripture a little bit to make a, a political push. And then our buddy Sean Foyt, <laughs> um, retweeted it and was just like, "Hey, look at DeSantis coming through!" Like Ameri he called him America's governor, I think, or something like that. And you know, he's he's da da da. da. And so he got pushed back, being like, "Hey, like you can't like what are you doing supporting somebody who's like literally perverting scripture to bolster his political, you know, foundation or whatever?" And Sean Foyce was like, "Hey, we're under attack from wokeism and blah blah blah." And um, so the long story long interconnect <laughs> there's like there's been like this interconnectedness between like banning books um there's a huge article in the atlantic like last month about exposing the truth behind the um child separation policy at the border mm. and just how nefarious that was and how everybody did know what they were doing mm -hmm. and it was intentional and kind of the the statements of like, hey, this wasn't what we, we didn't think it would go this bad. It was like, nope, they knew from the beginning that this was going to be like this and taking nursing babies from mother's arms and they still haven't been reunited just after four mm. years. Just, And mm. I try to think about that with my kids. Like a government comes in and takes my children away, how I would feel mm. and how I would react in that situation is just, it's horrendous. It's evil. Mm. And there's connectedness between a lot of the thought and between like the book banning and the whitewashing of racial our racial history here and um you know stuff with the environment and and why we were fearful when we were talking about the abortion ban that there are other things on the docket to come after everyone's like don't be crazy about mm -hmm. you know they're not mm -hmm. coming for everything blah 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 so my question is you know i'm fine <laughs> ignoring <laughs> My crazy cousin on Facebook who posts, you know, asinine articles and spouts wild conspiracies and whatever. And I'm fine with friends and relatives holding different beliefs than me and mm -hmm. engaging them in conversation, breaking bread with them. I'm fine with that. I'm fine investing in my community and not engaging in the larger arguments. But I don't know how I can sit by while people who are literally exerting power over so mm -hmm. many others are. I, I don't think I can sit idle with that anymore. I don't think the church... I mean, the church should be a place where we can have opposing views, right? We should be able to come together yeah. and have like heated conversations and have debates. Um, you know, but you're, you're reading a lot of articles where a lot of churches are being emptied out and a lot of people are finding spiritual rhetoric online that supports and mm -hmm. radicalizes. And mm -hmm. that's a little scary. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's not enough to just disagree anymore. I don't even know if it's enough to just be an ally anymore. I think we have to stand up and be really involved. So lastly, I was driving home from class yesterday and I was thinking about all of this and trying to figure out 
why I'm so conflicted or whatever. And, mm. and I started thinking about Jesus in the temple. And I know that, that gets taken out of context often, but mm-hmm. if I can, can I read one piece of scripture since we have a podcast like that? <laughs> sure. Sure. And just to see what this provokes in, in a conversation about all of this. So yeah, yeah. Jesus, when he's in the temple, you know, there's like three different things there that he does between like the fig tree and mm-hmm. um, the temple and mm-hmm. um, oh, riding it on the donkey. And he's, and he's talking, he's referencing a bunch of things a bunch of people would understand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in the, he, so this is Jeremiah 7, which is what he kind of references with the den of thieves or yeah. den yeah. of robbers and... So this is Jeremiah, and this is what God asks him to say. This is uh, chapter 7. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house, and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words and say, Mm -hmm. this is the temple of the Lord, Mm -hmm. the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place in the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. You steal, Mm -hmm. you murder, you commit adultery, burn incense to false gods, and then come and stand before this house, which bears my name, and say, we are safe, safe to do all these detestable things. Has this house, which bears my name, become a den of robbers to you? Mm. But I have been watching, declares the Lord. So that came in my head yesterday when I was thinking about all this stuff. And I don't, so I don't know, I hear Gombus in the back of my head, but I don't see how we cannot not be involved. And, And I don't just mean be involved, but like, be involved no spell that out more <laughs> well i just mean i don't i mean being involved in local politics but then national politics because what i'm seeing is the way this all connects to the orban thing is that there is a grab for power to enforce things upon families and people and to other people on a on a federal level mm-hmm. and that's terrible and that's evil and so just saying, hey, that's wrong, and sitting idle, idle while these things happen seems like participating in the evil. Hmm. So I don't know exactly what I mean for what it means to be involved, but I think that, I think that we have to be. Yeah, but we got I mean, that, bro, that's where the question fleshes out, is what's it mean to be involved? Yeah, right? I don't know yet. <laughs> well, I'm trying because I've been trying to be. I've been trying to be focused on my immediate, on my family, on my community, yeah, on enriching and growing in that way. And I, and but this is just nagging and pulling at me. I'm trying yeah. not to have the troubled times, but I can't avoid it. No, 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 no. And the like the and you, know, you read those articles about the border and the children and that stuff, and it's like this is yeah really really dark. Yeah. And if the previous president is elected again, like. I think that there's really, there's a lot of more, and I don't think Biden's anything at all, to yeah. be honest, but yeah, I don't know. So for those of you new to the podcast or new to Tim, this is about as upset as he gets <laughs> right there. So I love this man. And, and, um, I, I'm no expert on this. I mean, I, I, I'll be glad to banter with you a little bit on this. Um, 
Let's banter. Uh, the first thought that comes to mind is uh, something that, that we've said and Gombas has said, you know, there's nothing so important in our world that should cause us to cease being Christian. And so the rhetoric right. of the country, the country's in peril, our future's in peril, regardless of what side uses that, that's just not, that's just not rhetoric that we are to buy into and that's to, to energize us um, into some sort of immediacy that causes us to get off of our crosses. So whatever stand up means, mm. it's going to look like staying on our crosses. Right? That's big right. point number one. Big point number two is that it tucked in to this huge article was a line <clears throat> that I found so fascinating. Um, uh, there was a guy who, there, there are these big um, conservative confabs that are happening, wrestling with, okay, so what do we do with the state of the country? And right. there was a, a guy arguing the following point. Um, he said, you know, conservatives compose a minimal percentage of Silicon Valley. Their influence is declining in the corporate world, and they are all but absent from mainstream media, academia, and Hollywood, which I don't know how Fox is not mainstream media, but that's a different thing. But with nearly half of Congress and possibly more government control in the future, conservative cultural power would come from the state. And that is the vision that is being promoted by the guy in Hungary, by DeSantis. Yep. That is the thread that you are you are bumping up against in all of these examples. Yes, is that um, yes. the and and that's the part I want to talk about because in terms of getting involved and standing up for what's right, I just think all of those words are very unhelpful because they betray our colossal lack of imagination about what that looks like. We can't help but fight with the weapons that the other side uses to fight, however we define what the other side is. And so I want to I want to rewind that whole big conversation to say, okay, so the the cultural move in the article is to say, well, we can't influence people top in any top down respect from Hollywood or corporations or Silicon Valley or mainstream media. So we have to exert political power uh, to, to go ahead and um, bring about our view of what America should be like. And, um, and so I want to call that utterly and absolutely into question as a non-Christian posture. Um, that, is, that is the antithesis of Jesus-likeness. To sit in that sort of, to have a view of the world that has to be enforced and brought about by the power of the state is utterly and forever to get off your cross. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the hard thing for us in a democracy is that we're invited to have our opinions, and we do. Hallelujah for that. But um, the confab of, or the conflating, I should say, of um, the religious language with conservative political opinion sort of belies a view of the world that I think is anti-Christ. And I don't think it's exclusive yeah. to just conservatives. I think it's, 
I think no. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't want to be that both sides guy, but I'm going to be the both sides guy. That that looking to the power, any expression of power over, whether it's punishing free speech or dissenting speech, whether it's canceling folks on either either side in either direction. I mean, all of that. None of those are new creation postures available to the people of God. Not only that, but tribal allegiance cannot ever be granted any meaningful significance in terms of what Jesus following turns out to be. So the church has to maintain this sort of sacred space where the war between the donkey and the elephant gets subsumed by allegiance to the lamb. And that means some really difficult choices. It's really hard relational dynamics that would just it would just be easier to to swing one way or the other totally get that but i want to i want to spend some time critique is this making sense by the way yeah at all i just want to spend some time critiquing the view a uh, view of the world that says the goal of the community of god is to bring about a kind of community life with people in the kingdom and those not in the kingdom through the power of the state and I just want to right. say, there is not a darn thing. Um, when you have a the, you know, a theophany. Now, what is that called? A the, that's a that's a vision of God. What is it? A, a kingdom, literally, of God. Theocracy. Theocracy. There it is. Thank you very much. That you're welcome. And, and this is where we get into misunderstanding the Bible because what what people will do is look at Old Testament Israel and say, hey, that is what we're aiming for. A community right. of God, for God, by God, you know, whatever. And that could not be more true. It could not be more false, excuse me. And so there's a ton of misreading. We've talked about this in the podcast before. So what we're trying to avoid is this simple reading that says, hey, what God wants for human community and the nations is Israel. Um, that's not the leap that you can make hermeneutically into the New Testament. Um, and it's nothing that the apostles do. So already we're resisting the impulse to try to carve out through the power of the state, the kingdom of God, right? It just is it, that use of power is antithetical to everything Jesus came to do and represent. Well, can I ask a question in there? Yep. Oh, dude, this is the banter. As we banter on this, because like, so I think of like, A, so I'm trying to think of all, everything you're saying in like the realistic terms for where we exist today. Right. And what Jesus was doing in a much smaller culture and time period and how we translate that out to today in a very overpopulated, interconnected culture. Right. And, right. and seeing those things, pulling those threads and seeing those through. And then I look at someone like Matt Sorens. Right. Mm -hmm. And World Relief and um, yeah, a, a bunch not, of them were lawyers. Right. Like yeah, they're yeah. like they were working through the state system to achieve the good or we'll watch like Claiborne Shane Claiborne out there tr protesting all the entire and like befriending the people on death row and their families and stuff but because of his inability to engage the actual law state side of it most of these people are still being executed right and so you know you're it, you come up against a wall of where you're not being involved and I'm not pushing back I'm just really asking no, push, like, not being push. involved in the legal state version of things there's a limit to the effectiveness ah or it seems that way ah oh my goodness that's so good and 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 where precisely is the invitation to be effective 
found? Well, I don't know. I mean, is that the... I don't know. And maybe is it's Shane's, not, but... Should Shane's goal be... And this is a this is I mean this will get so much pushback because I'm not I'm not sure myself. <laughs> but yeah. is Shane's goal? This is what happens. When we just start conversations to with. work <laughs> to work within, you know, as a lawyer as a whatever to work within the confines and the boundaries of the law to bring about righteous ends. When that same just when that same justification is used by every other person working right. in the state for whatever they define as righteous ends. Or does Shane have power precisely because he doesn't stand in the state system and calls the state system into account through the prophetic actions of his ministry? Totally. And he has done such a great job of that and bringing awareness and that kind of stuff. But the other day, the guy yesterday or two days ago died and was executed. Yep. And while Shane brought a lot of awareness to it, at the end of the day, I think Shane's ultimate goal would be that that guy didn't die. Yes. Totally agree. So it's hard. And so how there's a hard. So how if you say that okay, that my goal is that he doesn't die, then you have to amass some sort of cultural power in order to ensure that end. Correct. You would assume so. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming so. Yeah. Right. I mean, in your scenario, he's got to he's got to have some sort of power in the system itself, whether to change the system or. Right. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just questioning the view yeah. of the world that sits behind that but you know so we have like william wilberforce who campaigned against um slavery right. and we have the founders of like the red cross and the salvation army and absolutely i i have i have so much respect for people who go in whether it's international justice mission or whatever who are mm-hmm. using the system towards righteous ends the issue becomes for me how is it that those righteous ends keep christ-centered and christ-focused and christ-modeled um and not the righteous ends of just the amassing of power and bringing about the vision that i think we should have right that's the when when that when the entire american community doesn't agree on any definition of the common good Right. right, other than individual rights and liberties, and and as we've right. talked about before, right, both the right and the left agree on individual rights and liberties. They disagree over where those should be extended and how. Yeah, and so I want to call into question the whole way of seeing the world that way. That that liberal right. democracy, like set of values and assumptions, that's called into question by the kingdom. And so the only power I have is the power of service and self-sacrificial love located in a local community that provides the alternative. Jesus of Nazareth entered into a culture war that raged between the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Zealots, the Essenes that was every bit as political and nationalistic as ours, even more so. And Jesus critiqued every uh, approach other than the bringing of the kingdom of God that he himself modeled and endorsed. And so when I look at that, I just don't know how we can see culture war as any uh, as as anything other than the exact opposite posture. So my question right. to you is, how do we engage in issues without becoming culture warriors? 
and I don't know. and I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I'm, I'm equally sure that um, it's it's difficult and it would make it harder. Well, yeah, and I I would love to. I'm gonna spend. I would love to try to figure that out and and to figure out what you're saying of not. How do you do this without just doing the opposite version of what's already being done? Right. Like, how do you do this in an actual Christ-centered way? And I don't know the answer to that. But I also, I think another key piece of this is just, and we can end on this, but I, as a white, as a hetero white Christian male. With great facial hair. Again, with great facial hair. It's, again, easy to, to not feel the full weight of the implications of this entire conversation. Yeah. And so at the, I, I want to like, I want to understand that, but I also realize that I have the comfort of just being able to sit here and debate this because I'm not immediately affected by a lot of it Boy, or by any of it point. really. Such a great So point. I need to like, <coughs> I don't know how to, that's why I was saying like, it's more than just being an ally or, or just saying I'm an ally to people. That's great. But it's gonna it t- it's it needs more than that, and I don't know what that is. But see, currently, I, because I don't want to just fight on the corners. What? Well, no, but that isn't that where we poured ourselves into local communities that embody the difference. I th- well, yeah, I think so. But then what we're watching that's where this whole Orban thing comes in, where we're watching an actual national, and then by proxy there'll be an international effect of these people seizing power to just other and exclude. Yes. And so the yes. local community stuff is, is going to be overtake. I mean, I'm in California, so it's like, you know, I'm, I we're more safe from a lot of this than other areas, but still <coughs> very affected by this grab for power and this backwards thinking that is going to ruin people's lives. I don't mean to be like overly dramatic, but we are seeing that with i don't know so i it's just i want to i want to i want to understand my privilege with being able to have the conversation and then i don't yeah. know love my neighbor but also love my enemy within that <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing it is a, it is a whole thing but again and and maybe i'm 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 t- I, i'm so open to being so completely wrong on this um, but the, the, the debates about how it is that we should use the power of the state right. to either enforce or resist differing opinions. I want to get off that whole continuum right. and say the earliest Christians <clears throat> didn't have any political power whatsoever. They were at the total whim and mercy of the emperor and, and the Roman um, system. And instead of the early writers saying, Hey guys, let's make sure we're running for Praetor and council and right. we're, we're making Rome great again. They met in local communities and were willing to be martyred, um, for their distinctiveness that they carried. And I guess right. I'm saying what's been untried in American politics is all of that political energy going towards the church. Yeah, and um, I would love all of that political energy, the allyship, the sensitivity to privilege, all of that, and that may include 
right? Signature gathering and, and um, um, nonviolent protests right. and whatever else. But when it's done as the community of God, right? It's done in the Jesus shape. And if it's not done in the Jesus shape, it doesn't matter how good the ends are supposedly that we're fighting for. <clears throat> We've right. just used the same rationality as whatever side we're opposing. So, yeah. so you're absolutely right. And, I, and there is and has to be a place. But we're reading too much. My, my big hermeneutical concern is we just read liberal democratic values into an ancient text that does not give us the kind of permission that DeSantis or anybody else is using for, right? Great. Right. We want to talk about forgiving student loans. Great. But numbers doesn't help us. Um, you know, determine whether or not that's appropriate or not, right? I mean, it's like instantly Christians immediately read all of the Jubilee stuff back into, well, aren't we all fans of debt forgiveness? And and sure, I mean, uh, I, I'm all for debts being forgiven, and it'd be great if nobody had debt. It doesn't mean it's wise. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know enough about it to even know if it is or not. I just f- so found right. it so interesting that the first temptation of both sides is to rummage around the Bible for verses that we can sort of slap on policy positions. And I want to say that is exactly the wrong orientation for, for any political opinion to yeah. be justified from. You know what I mean? I want to be a person so yeah, shaped by the text and the community that, yes, we make decisions for the community absolutely but our posture isn't to try to enforce those decisions on people who've not agreed to be a part of the community itself you know i mean it's it's just that good old discernment on every topic even like that when you brought the cancel culture thing like yeah in some ways that's gotten out of hand but the reason that that got going this round is because of people like harvey weinstein and that needed it was a predator that needed to be taken out absolutely so there are there are like like this exists because there was nefarious people yes. doing nefarious things. Yes, and so you have to use discernment within that. Absolutely, and within the pr- prophetic tradition of the the Old Testament and the Church, there there I mean we are a community of truth and a community that builds shalom, right? And shalom yeah. is the repairing of injustice. So Man, absolutely that's a series, but. But what? But where is the energy to be spent? Is it to be spent out there, or is it to yeah. be spent among us? And 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 again, the lie that says, "Man, we're just a group of twenty people. We really need to stand up for something." I just want to. I want to. I really want to call that into question. Posting on social media and picketing and and all of that, fine, 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 fine. But that is no substitute for doing the actually freaking hard work of repairing shalom in real life situations. And I just want to say it's so so easy, and you're not saying this, but it's too easy to virtue signal and say that that's what standing up for the truth is. I say that's a load of crap. I say it's much, much harder to just shut up, live a quiet life as Paul, or as Peter suggests, Paul, excuse me, and, um, and work with our hands and be faithful to Jesus. And yes, if you're a Jesus follower and you find yourself in a position of power and authority, um, are there ways where that power and authority can be exercised in, in ways that are Jesus-like? Sure. But how that would work out, I think, is so radically different from anything we can imagine that 
yeah. unless it's grounded in the community of God, I'm not sure if I trust it, even in the best hands. Yeah, I mean, it's scary because, you know, even this week, Sean Foyt had a huge, one of his worship things in Washington, and it's like 6,000 Gen Zers, just young people who are being riled up and, you know, fed his version of things. And it's it's just, I don't know. The, the scales feel very imbalanced, and I don't, and that incites fear, which I know is not the correct response to things, but at the same time, you know, it's like you watch the whatever. It's a yeah. whole thing. I know, but I, I know, and I know this is so lame, but, uh, and I have so shifted on all of this. This is where my Anabaptist, like, comes out, my inner Anabaptist comes out, because the the energy that is that is sucked up the despair the cynicism that is sort of sucked out of us by all of this nonsense being done in Jesus's name right and the the anger that says we have to oppose it and we have to resist it and we have to let people know there's another way and so on so on so on i i i don't see the call of the church as that i just don't I just don't see it. Just being a yeah. I think I think being a counterculture, and I think there are times we prophetically witness against the greater culture. Absolutely, and Shane is what a wonderful example of that. Yeah. But if Shane were a lawyer in the system, he loses that sort of no, prophetic. Right. It's just a hard. It's hard to see when the, when the when you're not just fighting for an idea. In the case of like the death penalty stuff. But also, the idea is because you're fighting for individual human life, there starts to become a little bit of a chasm or more of a wall in between the two um, because of the way the system is built. And so it's just but see, that's the pondering same, that. Same justification that, that was used for Roe v. Wade. Right? It's just... How's, what? That we're, that, dude, we're saving life. And saving oh, right. life yeah, yeah. Is, is worth... All the political shenanigans we had to do to get here, right? It's it's the same argument on both sides, and I just want to say those. I don't know. I I suspect, and I'm suspicious of that way of arguing and seeing the world. I just don't think yeah. that. So so you're right, in one very real sense. Yes, yes, there is very real harm being done in the name of Jesus, and should we oppose that? Yes. How do we oppose that? I mean... I don't know. Well, but we do. <laughs> well, yeah. I I see it. I don't know. I It's a... It's, I'm poking it's a at you. I'm poking at no, you because I, I want well, more. I, I want more, Tim. <laughs> this, is, this is the reason I brought all this up. Is this... Where we are right now is the inception point of all this. Where it's like, hey, this is... There seems to be a a understood way of how we live in this world and it's not this fighting back going you know yeah using the same tactics version and i get that when i see one particular group of people who claim the same name that i do going to that extreme and that high of level where so many people are going to be harmed yeah it, it just it it gets hard to sit in my community and focus on those and I and I realize I, I hear what I'm saying and I and I see that in it, but the struggle remains within that in inside of me that that tug 
of like this is this is kind of a big deal and or it's like the environment the the planet's going to burn we can right. have thoughts and prayers about it but um you know it's i just i don't know and i and it's just a it's an exhaustive it's a dog chasing his own tail is what i am to a certain extent like it's an exhausting process of just chasing the same stuff around over and over again yeah but 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 but, but okay so let's talk about that cuz i mean you're right and this is where effectiveness um, is the great American value. And let's take right. thoughts and prayers and guns. What a great example, right? Because thoughts and prayers now, it's become just this ridiculously, um, you know, pastel-laden cliche of, yep, I'm not going to do jack squat to change it, but thoughts and prayers, baby, to the victims. <laughs> so I hate it, hate it. It's performative, it's stupid. The people in power who could change it don't change it. Um, Performative is a key word in this whole conversation. Absolutely. On both sides of it. Yeah. Right. And so um, do I I oppose personally um, an understanding of the Second Amendment that includes assault weapons, which I know AR-15 doesn't stand for assault, where I fool it up, blah, blah, blah. I got it. I got it. I got it. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm all for fewer guns. Yeah. Absolutely. And in a liberal democracy, I have the opportunity in the public sphere to make a compelling case for why that view should be the view that people hold. And not only that, I'm invited into a posture that says I'm voting for candidates and policies that, that hold that value high, right? right? What I'm not permitted to do is to begin to demonize the other and to label them according to our tribal identifications and and cease working to repair shalom and real tangible relationships instead of just firing off missives on social media. Right. Right? So so the 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 array of new creation behaviors available to me limits my ability to be effective because force is effective. Power over is effective. Right? Manipulation right. is effective. Working the system is effective. Bribery is effective. Right? I give up effective and substitute effective for faithful. And so faithful is my invitation. So I am limited by Jesus' likeness, by his example, um, by new creation dynamics, to the array of, of resistance behaviors that I can engage in. Right? And to me... Um, I sit and I go, okay, so, so I'm not a called to be effective. I'm called to be faithful. So I'm going to vote in ways that are against um, some of the policies suggested by the NRA. I'm going to vote against certain candidates that seem to be holding to that view of the world. I'm going to vote on local and national levels. This issue, this issue is important to me. All of that is a new creation dynamic that is available to me, right? Because I'm invited as a, as a part of a liberal democracy to have all those opinions and in the court, of public, the court of public opinion to engage in prophetic acts and in compelling speech that presents a winsome case from my point of view, right? Yep. But nothing beyond that. Now, I can run for office for sure. Absolutely. And I can run. You should. And I can run uh, in office. I can run for office with the 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 goal 
of engaging in new creation dynamics around guns. Absolutely. Yeah, and and we've seen Shane do things to that on that particular topic, right? With the raw tools and totally. turning guns into, and then even here in Auburn, like it's a fairly conservative community, and um, you know, my sister in law just did. She, she she has gotten herself onto the police council, so she meets with the chief and all the cops like once a month and just talks about community stuff. And she um, she brought to them and 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 piloted the gun buyback program for our area. Mm. So mm. I made the flyer for it, and when we put it online, people just lost their minds. Right, wokeness. This taking mm-hmm. our guns, how ineffective this is. Blah blah blah. But then, and so we're all nervous. Like the when the day of was coming around for the actual gun buyback program, we were like. I mean, I was nervous. I was like, I don't know who's going to show up to this. I don't know right, if there's going to be right. violence at this. Uh, and what happened is that people brought more guns to be donated and given and bought back than they had gift cards for. Wow. And it was the same thing in Sacramento too. And there's this, so there are that, you know, that's, that, that is, that, that is, of, Tim, that is beautiful. Look at no, all, I know. and that's what I'm saying is like, there, but that's a practical and it may be effective is the in the, 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 the wrong way to, to phrase that, but it was a peaceful way of finding, a, of, of doing something within the community that spoke to a larger problem that yes. And it wasn't in arguing and it wasn't in yes. debate or yes. name calling. It was, it was an in, invitation. It was an invitation to a yeah. different way of imagining something. That's right. why it was so beautiful. And I'm just saying the church should be the leader of that kind of creative resistance and imagination and not trust the state to have to do it. Yeah, okay, so that's great. And I and I and maybe that's the initial question at the beginning was how does how does that happen? Cuz in well, a large respect the church has monumentally failed. And so how do we reimagine, how do we reclaim that imagination right to how, yes. do the, how do the people yes. that listen to this podcast and all the different states help become a part of a community that reimagines how we love? Totally. Our and, and, and there are so many faithful Jesus people who have adopted kids out of the foster care system, right. yes. who have worked on crisis pregnancy centers in godly ways, not manipulative, yep. guilt-ridden yep. Totally. ways. Yep. There are so many people who have opened food banks and donated food. There's yeah. there there have been so many charitable organizations done in the name of Jesus, whether from old school hospitals um, or non creative nonprofits addressing all sorts of physical needs. So yes, it is a pit of despair, and there are pockets of beauty. But what's the difference yeah. between the two? One reflects Jesus on a cross, and the other does it. And so the refurbishment of our imagination is where we have to start before we ever get into the specifics of these issues. The buyback program is genius, genius for that reason, right? Yeah. And so, and so you're like, yes, that's that's what we're talking about. Um, and I don't know. I mean, my imagination is suffocated too. I don't know other creative ways to do this, but I, I bet people do that listen to this, and I would love to hear them. From all the different corners of the where this podcast reaches out to, yeah, yes, 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 yes. uh, What was the the opposition to Tim's troubled times? Was the Tim bits or whatever? We need some Tim bits. (laughs) 
Well, I tell you what, Tim, that it's so it's so good, and I don't know that I'm, um, uh, that I have this nailed. I mean, because I'm also, you know, I mean, let's let's take it close to home. Would I agitate if um, if there if the state said, hey, it's illegal to give birth to children with Down syndrome, and you must abort them? Um, as the parent of a child with Down syndrome, I would agitate. I would resist. I would prophetically flame. I would now again my privilege. You know your your point about privilege is so true. Here we are, two white dudes talking about this. There, my privilege gets impinged on, right? So I would agitate right. more directly because my, my my son. But what are the means of agitation available for me? The reason we talk about Gandhi and Mother Teresa, and, um, you know, MLK. Nelson Mandela. And Nelson Mandela's because their agitation was cruciform, right? And, and I'm not saying it can't be cruciform using political power, but the, the vision of the world that is represented by that article that says, well, we don't have the media, we don't have the government, we don't have the schools, or we don't have the media, we don't have the schools, we don't have the corporations, so we're, we're going to use the state, the power of the state. Totally. Man, that is death to whatever side uses it for their self-righteous ends. And so we're called to play a different game. And I'm just trying to agitate us into imagining right. what that different game could look like, even if it's not effective, right? Because, yes, I want, I want um, more babies to be born and welcomed into families. I want more parents to be ready for children, right? I want, I want the death penalty to go away. I want guns to be just much more closely monitored and regulated. I want, um, I mean, I want all of these things. And the posture that social media invites me into is to, is to look on the world and have opponents and allies for those, uh, for those righteous ends. Whereas Jesus says, listen, I can't control... Um, and I'm not invited to control the world systems and the powers and principalities sitting behind the various ideologies. But rather, here's this person in my community that's thinking about having an abortion. And is there a way to, to come alongside her? Here's this person in our community that's homeless. I can have all sorts of opinions about ending homelessness, but unless I'm providing tangible relief to the person that's homeless in my community... My great opinions about how the state should run don't matter at all, right? Effective turns out to play right. out in the, the communal individual level. And that where, where I'm invited to have all this agitation and despair and cynicism, and I pour into that. That's the container that holds it. That's where all that gets funneled. And that's where the church has to repent from their narrow imagination that the gospel only concerns saving souls to go to heaven when you die. Right. And doesn't have anything to do with the real world issues floating all around us. So the church has messed this up. You're absolutely right in a lot of ways. So that's why we preach the gospel of the kingdom. Because part of what it is to be to say that Jesus is king and that Jesus is Lord is to be a community that repairs shalom when it's broken. Just the way he did. Yeah, and what was the temple, to tie it back, right? The temple was a place where the kingdom of God and earth met. That's right? right, that's right. And then Jesus, and so that whole speech, and please correct me if I'm incorrect, but no, 
Jesus making tying that back in the temple was just like that's where we are now right right i mean so it's it's yep. interesting to to look at that that's why that scene came to my head yes and then the stuff with jeremiah is like where we are in the place where the kingdom yes. and earth yeah. have intersected and what does jesus have to say about them what does god have to say about the way that we've conducted ourselves within that connected place that's it oh the bro that's so beautiful because what we've done let's take it a step back america is god's chosen people and america right. is god's chosen instrument and the new the, israel yes however it is you cash that out absolutely yeah. and the minute you make that move then whatever is in the best interest of america is in the best interest of god and yeah and now man now we are falling prey to the powers and principalities that sent you know that captured israel and sent it into exile that have held the church in cultural captivity. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, so we're getting off the liberal democracy game of in individualism and, and, and rights enforcement and, and, and right drawing for other people. And we're simply saying as a community of God, we belong together and are bound together into shalom making and shalom repairing. And um, like we had this big conversation in my church about homosexuality um, cause we're, we were turning through the Bible. We were talking about accommodation, how God sort of accommodates himself to human sinfulness. And that was a question that came up. So we had this 20 minute sort of thing where we had to talk about, okay, so as a community, how do we, um, how do we view our church when we have people who are in our midst, who are fully affirming of, of gay marriage and the holiness of gay relationships and people who are definitely not affirming of the holiness of gay relationships and gay marriage and um and so you sit in this new creation posture that's super messy and hard and it would just be easier to write statements right hey we're we're an affirming church we're not affirming church clarity is you know king and here's our gift to you but it's much harder to sit in in the relational tensions with people who are living in ways that you vehemently disagree with right, right? And yet that is precisely what, what it is that we're invited into. Right. And when we, and when we, um, when we start conflating policy decisions or whatever with kingdom of God, you know, edicts, then you can't create that kind of community at all. Well, I think that what I find tough is like in that example is that the whole conversation is around whether, whether or not the gay couple in the conversation should be allowed to be in a mutually respect, respectful, loving marriage. It's not about the straight couple. Right. So the tug there is still focused on yeah. the marginalized group and they just have to like acquiesce to. Yeah. Whatever the majority uh, the decides. Other ones, yeah. Cause the other, the other two are not at threat. Like, yeah. Yeah. The straight couple's marriage isn't under scrutiny or uh, illegal scrutiny or whatever. So there's is still there is an imbalance within there that feels gross. Yeah. Or that I'm struggling against. Yes. So, no, I totally get that. Totally get that. I was bringing that up as as a way to say how do you stay centered as a community no, I around No, I know. And I'm just saying the larger conversation when I when I what I come up against there is that there is still 
there is still someone that's privileged and somebody who's being yeah. uh, marginalized yeah. or persecuted or having power over them. And then we're having a conversation about whether or not we can coexist. But one party is deciding if they can coexist without any persecution. The other party is deciding if they can coexist with a possibility of persecution. Yeah. So it's just this weird, it's not a balanced dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. That's troublesome. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Timothy, I'm looking at our clock. And uh, that took an hour. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll do more insulted down the road. Um, but email in. I want to hear, I'd love to hear anything. Pushback, <laughs> thoughts, but even just like how do you see exactly what, Mike, what you've described being done in your communities or your corners or, you know, we've got people in New Zealand or Vietnam or Japan, Hong Kong, England, but then yeah, Florida, Indiana, yeah. Texas, wherever you are, I'd yep. love to hear it. Yep, yep, sounds great, man. Well, hey, good stuff, Timothy. Tim was like, "Hey, we'll take ten <laughs> minutes to talk about this." I did say that, <laughs> and um, I'm so glad. What a what a fun convo. I hope something in here has been helpful. But um, we're striking. Excuse me. Puberty. It's tough. We're striking up against really the thing that is causing um, more division and more polarization. Is this mm. the, it, how do we how do we engage in the vision of the world that we find most compelling? How do we bring that about? And yeah. what about all the people who are ugly? and are using force and how do we resist them and i mean man that is it couldn't be more relevant uh, totally so anyway friends romans countrymen and women to be or <laughs> not to be that is the question and we choose to be until next time friends see ya Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this conversation. Voxology is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that is supported by listeners just like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at patreon.com backslash voxology. You can also Join the community and hang out and chat with us on the socials. Facebook.com backslash Voxology Podcast and on Instagram at Voxology. Thank you, thank you, thank you for walking the long road with us. <laughs>